Your convocation speaker this morning uh, is another friend of mine. Um, I have known him for, sorry, there's like a competition between Deacon Mike and I, who brings in the most friends. <laughs> so I'm back in the lead. Um, but uh, I've known him for, gosh, probably like 10 years at this point. Uh, I first met him, and I think it's kind of a cool story for you guys, especially as you discern your vocation. Um, I first met him because he was joining the Servants of Christ Jesus, and you've had a couple of the servants come in and give convocation. Um, he spent how long? Two years. Two years with the servants um, in discernment and ultimately discerned that that was not God's call for the vocation for his life. Um, he served as a uh, teacher in a couple of schools. He also taught here at Bishop Matchbuff High School. Um, he works at the Amazing Parish, and his wife is about nine and a half months pregnant with their second baby. So they are going to have a baby very, very, very soon. So um, pray for them. Please uh, welcome up Mark Bazinski. Thanks, Ed. Um, so good to be with you guys. And um, I might have to leave in a couple of minutes to deliver this baby. So um, if I have to run out, that's why. But I, I was thinking about what I want to chat with you guys about. And I just want to share with you something that's been really helpful for my life. And um, that is how to deal with expectations in your life. Um, what do we do with expectations? Because you're going to have expectations all your life from all different angles. And they can crush you. They can, they can crush us. They can lead us to worry and anxiety and stress, um, that could be one way, or we can choose how we respond to them. And we can actually, we can't get rid of the expectations, but I really believe we can find peace and happiness and self-confidence even in the midst of expectations. And of course, that's connected to how we bring God into that. And, and so just to like think about it for a second, where do we have expectations from? Like I had expectations to be here at a certain time. I have expectations from Mr. Lugo to stay under five minutes. I have expectations to get to my job at nine o'clock. When I was your age, I had expectations from parents to get certain grades, to get my work done, to, to get dressed and get out the door for school, and so on and so forth. We have expectations from teachers and from coaches and from the world. Accomplish something. Um, be amazing. You know, do something with your life. Whoa, that's heavy. That's a lot of expectations. And the reality is we can't get rid of those expectations. They're always going to be there. We have expectations on ourselves, right? Man, I, I'm not good enough. I have to be better. But I think with expectations come along these voices that are inside of us that sometimes we don't always recognize, right? You have the voice of, of um, I would say, the enemy. He kind of whispers with these expectations and he says, you're not good enough. You're never going to get there. You might as well give up. That's too much for you to handle. And it can just weigh our spirits down. We can feel discouraged and joyless and lose peace and be stressed. And that can lead us to bad habits and, and a lot of things that don't really bring us happiness. But there's this other voice. There's this other voice that wants to say, you got this. Don't worry about it. I got your back. I'm with you and you, you can take care of this. And even if you fail, you're going to learn from it. So don't worry about it. And the expectation doesn't go away, but suddenly we find that like we're encouraged. And of course, that voice, that second voice is is God's voice. And I think that's the key with expectations. So like even just call to mind an expectation you have right now on you, like a pressure that you're feeling. Okay, and there's an opportunity to let God into this. I have a great story just of, of what I mean about this. Um, my, my daughter's three years old and I drop her off for school each day. I know three, she's very young to be going to school. It's like a daycare slash school type thing. And the first month that I was dropping her off, it was new because she'd always been at home with mom during the days, and now she was going to this, 
there's a bunch of people and there's teachers and there's this new environment. And when I would get to the school, she'd want to cling on to me and she wanted me to hold her and she didn't want to go into the school. And at the first week, I was like, I don't know how to help her. I was dropping her off and she's crying and yelling for me. And I'm like, I got to go to work. See ya. And I was like, I feel like a horrible father. And I was like praying about this and trying to figure this out. And I was okay. So I tried something different. And then um, after a week of kind of failing at this, I, the next day we went to school and she's like, ah, dad, I don't want to go, you know, and, and I, and I leaned down to her instead of picking her up. And I said, Lily, will you look at me for a second? And she just stopped and she looked at me and I said, you are brave and you're going to take this day on and you're going to have an awesome day and you're going to make great friends. And I know you can do this. And you know what? I might be not be there the whole time, but I'm going to pick you up at the end of the day and we're going to go have some fun. That sound good? She said, yeah. And I said, all right, hold my hand. Let's go. And we walked into school, and, and I said, all right, I love you. I'll see you later. Have a great day. And I gave her a kiss, and I left. And she approached that day totally differently. And what I thought was amazing about that is, man, that encouragement changed the way she approached that day. And I really believe God, just like I do that for my daughter, God wants to do that for us. And so when you're feeling those expectations, here's my encouragement. Um, and this is what I do in my life. Is like when I'm starting to feel anxious or stressed out or worried, just like, I breathe, I just say, Lord, I'm feeling overwhelmed, or I'm feeling tired, or I don't know what to do in this situation. Like, will you help me? And I just pause and I wait until he speaks, or until I get peace. And that's the key thing, right? If my daughter wouldn't have stopped to look at me and listen, it wouldn't matter what I said, because she would just be caught in her own worries. Can we do that? We're like, I'm just worried and I'm complaining. It's like, pause and let God in. I did this before this convocation, actually. I was like, I don't know what words to say. I only have five minutes. What am I going to say to them? Like, they've had so many speakers. How am I going to compare it to all these other speakers? And it's like, Lord. And he's like, don't worry about your words. Just be you. Suddenly, my heart shifted. And I was like, I can do this. God wants to shift your heart to give you confidence and peace. And it's a practice. We have to continually do that. We have to continually, continually open up. It takes practice. And this in the Christian life, by the way, is called, like, surrender. It's called surrender. You know, you think of a battle and you're in, in battle and someone needs to surrender and you're saying, I give up. You win. We're saying that with God. We're saying, I give up. I'm done fighting to try to bear all these expectations on my own because I can't. They're too heavy. And you're saying, Lord, I, I just, I need your help. I give up. You win. Please help me. You have influence in my life. And, and so um, I just want to invite you into that. I just wanted to give you that with a month left of school and all the expectations and pressure that might come with um, the end of the school year or whatever's coming up in your life and throughout the rest of your life, just keep practicing that. And I just want to end with a quote from um, John Paul II um, that speaks to this, right? Because what are we doing here? You probably heard many times that John Paul II said, do not be afraid, open, open wide the doors to Christ. That's what we're doing. We're opening wide to let him in. And so JP2 says, so often today, man does not know what is within him in the depths of his mind and heart. So often, and I'm saying man and he, but this is all, of, all people, right? So often he is uncertain about the meaning of his life on earth. He's assailed by doubt, a doubt which turns to despair. We ask you, therefore, we beg you with humility and trust, let Christ speak to man. He alone has the words of life, yes, of eternal life. So when you're feeling anxiety or expectations on you, just breathe. Lord, I'm feeling this. And then just pause and wait, and I, I promise you he'll show up. Sometimes you'll hear him, sometimes you won't. It takes practice.
but I know that um, he wants to bring you peace and joy in every circumstance of life. Um, praise be Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.